Attention all units, make a podcast, the SAFD Heat Podcast. Start now. From beautiful downtown San Antonio, deep in the belly of the beast at Public Safety Headquarters, this is SAFD Heat. Here is your host, Woody. And we're back. It's been a while. Yeah. The last one was, uh, what, over the summer? Like 2018, I think. How was your summer? Yeah. Uh, we are back with another edition of SAFD Heat. I am Woody, and with me as always, my partner Joe Arrington, who recently has been awarded a very prestigious I don't honor. Know, I wouldn't say awarded. I've been stuck with something. Didn't you have to apply for it, or how did how did I how did you get picked? Uh, it was a. Did you have to pay somebody? Informal, yeah, well, I'm always paying people off. Yeah, no, it was an informal process. Uh huh. But uh, so RPIO Joe is now like the national. I don't know what it is. Fire, what is it? Fire Service Advisory Panel Ooh. for the National Information Officers Association. Nice. I don't know. And that means you get to what? Go to the convention uh, for free? Yeah, no problem. They're still no. going to charge us. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. We just... Did you get a plaque? Did you get like a patch? I got an email. You got an email. It's pretty nice. It Mm -hmm. was, uh, it was white. Yeah. Yeah, It was written in black. It was Mm. nice. It was, it was, it was nice. You gonna put that on your cards now? No, no. Cause I don't know if it's really going to last. No, I don't know. So, so this means you go on the panel to advise. So the national information officers association is like all the PIOs from information officers. Yes. Regarding information information and so they broke it down into advisory groups based off of your where you work mm. so police fire you almost said experience i did but then you stopped yourself I stopped myself because you know knowing that no one would buy that horn no one would buy that yeah no the people that listen to this know that's not true yeah so anyhow it's oh. cool it'll be cool we'll nice. just uh, advise that's that's the big news we have since the breaking news since yeah, the last I mean, podcast is uh, you got a, an email. I got an email. You were selected to a committee for information officers. Technically, it's a panel. Panel yeah. committee. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. We do have a guest here, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's more. Who important. now looks like he's dozing off. <laughs> As he should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lieutenant uh, Dennis Chavez from the safety division, the executive officer of the safety division. We're going to talk a little bit about bunker gear. Bunker gear. Wow. PFAS, NFPA, exciting, all that good stuff today. Well, you know, it's in the news in, in our is. world, not not the national news, but in our world. So with all the PFAS stuff going back and forth between the IFF and the NFPA and where we are and what we're looking at, what we're doing. So I thought it'd be, it's timely. So, you know, it's shocking. It's the right that, time. So when people are listening to this podcast 20 months from now, they'll yes. be like, it's not timely anymore. But just the now. average yeah, uh, from yeah. when we record a podcast to when people finally see the email. Yeah. And then go listen to said podcast. And they say, we have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so let's uh, let's dive right in. What do you guys think? Um, Firedex. Let's talk about it. That's where we are now. Okay. Um, obviously, we you know, there were bumps in the road getting going. I think those of you guys have done a great job of trying to get those ironed out with the uh, through the process. When did we start looking at Firedex? When did we officially go into them? Let's lay some groundwork, some history here. So we, we did a risk assessment assessment back in 2015 to try and figure out what we're going to do next for bunker gear. Um, how Firedex came along was once we did our risk assessment, chose our composites, uh, we invited a lot of the cut and sew manufacturers to come out and participate in a formal wear trial. Firedex just won that wear trial. So we signed a contract in, uh, I think 2018. Yep. And, uh, right now, uh, 
they're going to have to reapply, redo another formal work trial. They've been a great company to work with, work for. Uh, the bumps in the road that you speak of, we've uh, moved along with other things other than just coat and pant. Yeah. They're, they're actually providing us our barrier hoods. That was a new thing back in 20, 2018. Uh, everybody was coming out with their first rendition of a, of a barrier hood. They've worked with us through the process to kind of develop uh, something that we feel is durable, safe, and uh, better than what we had before. Sure. So uh, let's talk about that. Why? What set them apart at the time? I mean, we were we were in Morning Pride. Um, I don't know how many people in the department still remember we were in Morning Pride, but I mean, we're a young department, but what set them apart from sticking with Honeywell, Morning Pride, whatever? So they, they weren't a top tier company at the time. Yeah, but, they were small. But they they produced a product that was top tier. Okay. Uh, so when we did our evaluations, we actually cut the gear apart. We uh, evaluated just stitching mm-hmm. of all things, you know, uh, fabric, uh, every, every fabric was the same. So what, what set the companies apart were how they put that gear together and then their customer service. Yeah. Uh, they were there to provide all the information, uh, input, uh, make changes on the fly if we, if we requested it. And so they, they actually did the work to, to get that contract. Okay. So you mentioned it briefly. Let's, let's dive a little deeper into where we're at right now. We, we talked about it before we did this. It's a two-step process. Correct. We're looking at composites now. That's where we're starting here. We're recording this on in November of 2021. We're going to start looking at composites, right? Like right. what what of all the, the nerdy stuff, the background so, stuff. So when you look at composites and you do your risk assessments, you're looking at where we're at right now and what the field is requesting. And, and so in, in doing these things, we, we figured out that uh, although our gear is, is highly protective, uh, it, it's not as breeze, breathable as we like for our environment, for, sure. for the heat and humidity here in San Antonio. Uh, we, we went, researched a little bit, got the committees together, uh, looked at possible composite changes. So we're going to go down to a, a, a bit less protective value uh, w- without giving away uh, that protection level. We still and want well, a high protection and then we level. Can, we've always been higher than the minimum anyways. So and, and we'll continue to be. We, but we can... Uh, but reduce in, that value right. a little bit so we can. So in the last three years, what's changed is the breathability. Of a lot of these garments have gotten to sure. be a, a bit more breathable, a significantly more breathable. So we're going to, we're going to actually try some stuff, uh, uh, some pilot composites to, to go ahead and select what our next uh, uh, bunker gear is going to look like. Okay. Uh, so that's the first step. We did the risk assessment. We found the need. We, we uh, requested the uh, composites made. Now we're going to evaluate those composites, see which one, which outer shell, which moisture barrier, which thermal liner we're going to go to next. And then the next level is, is doing a request in a formal wear trial. And we'll probably bring in maybe six or seven of the major manufacturers. So we, we find that composite, whatever works for us, what we like best. Mm-hmm. You send those values and that this is what we like to the, the cut and sew assemblers basically and say, correct, make this gear with these composites and then we wear it. And then we go back to the drawing board of this is what, this is who wins. Exactly. And how many people roughly will be involved in these different steps. So uh, the next step, we're, we're probably going to open up to everybody to kind of just pull the curtain back. Here's what we're doing. Here's how mm-hmm. we do it. Here, here's how we, and, and listen to these cut and sew guys come in and, and ply their wares or show us their best garments. Uh, no, I mean, how many of our folks, like how many, of, okay, so, like how many people are, are doing the testing so here we're, locally? This, this time around, I think we're going to do eight to 10 evaluators that are going to evaluate 
eight to 10 different sets. Oh, wow. As opposed to what we did the last time, which was we involved uh, four or five fire stations, all three shifts, a couple of guys wear this, a couple of guys wear that. Yeah. So they had nothing to compare to, nothing to evaluate against this time Makes around. Sense. We're going to, we're going to minimize that by every person that's going to be in the evaluation is going to try every cut and sew manufacturer's garment. And we're going to compare each garment because it's the same ensemble. It's the same composite. Yeah. So they're going to tell us how they feel in it, how they rate in it, how they move in it, work in it, fight fire in it. And, and that's where we're going to come up with some kind of uh, evaluation okay. as to what's the next best level for us. So, so the governing body of, of <laughs> these standards, obviously is the NFPA national fire protection association. Correct. Um, 1971, 1851, the standard plus the, selection care and maintenance standards for that oversee structural PPE. Um, recently this week, public input closed on that. Uh, I happened to sit on that committee. One of those yeah. committees, I saw that we asked or we had some input and I had some questions uh, as the, as the San Antonio fire department. Can you tell us what that was and what, what our input or question about it regarding it? So what it was. So for 1970, uh, which is the, the selection and how we test these products for what we wear. Uh, I asked a question as to why, you know, when we look at all these products for, for risk assessments, why we have numbers for our thermal protection value new and washed five times. Why aren't we getting that same thing for the thermal heat loss value? Makes sense. Um, we, we get it new out of the box, but you know, we're not going to go into new gear every time out. Uh, and, and those values change as you wash that gear, our protection, our protection value goes up but our thermal heat loss value, our breathability goes down. So let's, let's put this in, let's make it fireman proof. Correct. To put this in layman's terms, not dorking it like you and I are talking about here. We're talking about how in the standard, it says your your levels of, of breathability and all these different things have to stay within a, a certain variant from when you get it brand new out of the box versus after it's been washed five times. But that doesn't necessarily, those standards don't carry across for all the different protective levels. And that's what you're asking. Why right. not? Okay. Why not? But honestly, so, honestly, it's just to give departments, not just our department, but yeah. departments across the nation. You're asking uh, it on, on behalf of, so everybody's been talking lately about NFPA and IAFF buttonheads, PFAS. That's the uh, the naughty word right now. That We know it's it's an environmental issue. Correct. I mean, there's, there's been studies on it being an environmental issue, whether it's through firefighting foam it's in some of the materials in our gear there is a carcinogen value to it when it comes to an environmental hazard getting in the, in the soil getting in the drinking water that kind of thing when it flakes off but my question and it's been this i've had i've posed this question many places having talked to a couple of uh people way smarter than me which doesn't take a whole lot i was a truckie but um PFAS is a is an ingestion issue, correct? That's where it becomes a carcinogen is when it's ingested through well, soil, through water, through that kind of thing. So, so let's back up a minute. Okay. Talk about PFAS in general. Okay. PFAS is a generalized term for four to 7,000 different chemicals. Yeah. Teflon. Right. And fluorine type products. Yeah. Um, and in relation to us, where where the concern came was the, uh, the uh, foams. Mm-hmm. And then our DWR, our protection, our water repellency, and our outer shells of our bunker gear. Correct. Up until uh, the beginning of this year, uh, we we had a flooring type finish to our shells, which had changed uh, about four years ago. We went from a a 
CA chain carbon molecule to a C6 You're chain. You're such a nerd. I, man, this has been my yeah, life no, for the last I, six I'm months. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But now we're, we're, we're going to a, a strictly fluorine-free type DWR. And so the question then goes, well, why was it bad for us? Because is that something that we as a department need to be worried about what's in our gear is what it, what's in our gear, you know, uh, substantially dangerous to us as opposed to what we see in, in fires, right? In yeah. fires, you, you've got all kinds of yeah. bad things there. Absolutely. Uh, that has been well documented so some and of established. The, some of the stuff that I've been trying to substantiate is where are we getting this information from? And the people that are doling out this information are saying that they don't really know this particular chemical in our outer shell is bad for us. They say it's not bioavailable, meaning you can't absorb it. Yeah. The molecule's too big. Well, the way I've looked at it is Teflon, right? right. How many how many Teflon pans did we have at the station that people were scrapping, you know, scraping it with a metal spatula? How many do we still it? have? Because yeah, we for don't sure. want to get rid of those scratched right? up pans. Because we're cheap. But, uh, but the, so my question is, it, it's basically that you talk about the, the chain numbers and all that, but Teflon on the pan is kind of similar. It's the same family as well has been on right. Same family of for water repellency. So we know that Teflon, if you put your hand on it, it's not, you're not going to absorb it. It's nope. an ingestion. That's the concern comes through ingestion. Correct. So my question, like I was saying earlier has been, if I'm not chewing on my gear, trucky, you're right. I mean, got to put it out there. Didn't you though? <laughs> Didn't you like once or twice? Mm-hmm. I've seen pictures. <laughs> that's my question if you're if you're and and nobody wants to step up and say as long as you're not chewing on your gear you're good to go because there's so much gray area so much i don't know yet so obviously you know iff wanted to put into the the 7151 the standards on on the test methods to get so that you would just have to get rid of pfas altogether correct that they're they're erring on the extreme side of caution that got shot down by nfpa for various different reasons now we were talking this morning it looks like it's going to the the legislative legislative level mm-hmm. where now they're going to put it in a bill to protect firefighters but so what that, that's great I, we obviously we're all for cancer prevention and, and doing those things but what are the drawbacks if we take a pfas type material out of our water repellency of our gear and we take it out what 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 fallback do we have are we going back to trash bags inside our gear like we had in the old days where we lose that breathability completely no so it it doesn't go back to the breathability issue or the protective value it it always goes back to the water repellency factor on the on the finish of the show so for any gear to be uh rated uh structural firefighting gear has to has to meet a certain standard of water repellency in the shell Uh, most of the companies have come out with a non-fluorine type finish to the shells uh, there's not been any white paper or fact sheets that says this lasts as long or doesn't last. So no, as long. no, like fancy emails like I got. No, no fancy no, okay. emails. Just no. making sure. Yeah. And, I, and I've asked. Yeah. Give me a fancy email, hey, man. please. It's kind of a big uh, deal. Big words I can't understand. I, I love that stuff, <laughs> dude. I, you've um, lost me already, and I'm. I feel like so. That. So where where we're back to, and 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 what we're seeing is is the question then remains. You know, for the standard, the gear is supposed to last ten years. Sure. For what San Antonio Fire Department is doing, yeah. we knew early on that we were going to have to do some things to make our gear last closer to that 10 years than, than less. 
And, and because we are on the side of caution in, in our department and our quartermaster and our fire chiefs extended that to us, uh, we wash gear after every uh yeah, we're hitting those five watches atmosphere. We realistically, we make more working fires than most major cities, and so we're washing, mm-hmm. we're washing that gear a, a lot more than say Podunkville, North Carolina, exactly, or, where, or Texas. You know, so to, so, so to put that in perspective, hold on, calls are coming in from Podunkville. You know, oh yeah, sorry, complaint calls are coming. It's usually from Gravel Pit. Oh, here come the emails. That's why I switched from Gravel Pit. I got tired of hearing from. Them. So, so to put that in perspective, as of today. Uh, this year alone, we've had 410 requests for gear exchanges. 3,412 sets have been pulled. Just 3,500 exchanges of gear. That's, That's 3,500 washes. You know, when the standard only requires two washes a year. So we're we're ex- far exceeding for the, sure. the limits of what the manufacturers and and that that goes into the the cancer prevention that we've always Correct. since the word go we were told this we've led the way on that. There there uh, there's no question about that. My question though is is where do we go? So if if IFF, if whoever all the you know the the different organizations are are successful in getting PFAS family of chemicals out, what's next? Are the manufacturers keeping up and are they ahead of the curve on this to find a substitute that's going to be as effective? Is the gear going to be as effective? Is it going to be going to get wet and you're shaking your head. No, I want to hear you say it. You're the, well, you're our, you're okay, our so, SME on this. You so know? I, I hold that position of not having that opinion. So, so, sure. so what I do is I go and I say, Hey, look, I, I don't have, I don't have a side one way or you the other. You have concerns. I want to know what the facts are. Yeah. Separate the facts from uh, opinions uh, or substantiation of what it is you're saying. Can you provide proof of what mm-hmm. it is you're saying is bad for us? Because that I can take back to my department and say, Hey, we need to make some, some significant changes to, to safeguard our guys. Yeah. Uh, so what's happening right now, and I've talked to all the head chemists from all these fabric manufacturers, and they're all saying the same thing. Uh, the stuff that we're putting in that gear isn't bad for you, but because there's so much national uh, movement to get all PFAS out of all things, uh, we're, we're doing this. So, um, so it's more of a, there's not like, there's not been historical data that says, yeah, this stuff is the cause of these cancers. It's that we know it's an environmental, we're washing it and washing it and washing it. So obviously it's coming off into the water, which gets into the groundwater, which years later, Correct is sprayed on you know farm vegetables or whatever, and then you're eating it. So yeah, there is there's that long term you know right. It's in over soil. time. You, you grow the crops. It's not a micro. It's a macro. It's that. a long. Yeah. yeah, and I get that. I don't know. I'm, I just I'm a simple trucky, you know. And, and to me, it's like if I'm not chewing on my gear and it's repelling water fine and doing. I don't know. Right. That, so it's. So always looking at the, at the glass half full. What are we doing? Sure. So so Where we're we looking go? at other ways to um, keep our gear clean. Uh, I know there's there's a lot of of the ISPs, the the independent service providers, that the clean people that gear. wash our gear. Yeah, they're looking at ways uh, with with ozone, with CO two, and so we'll be looking at some of those things for ourselves yeah. and, and seeing if we can't. Um, increase the longevity of our gear not have to wash it uh, 3500 times right so so with yeah. these new finishes our, our gear is going to get dirtier it's going to look dirty guys are going to be questioning hey this gear is stained is it yeah. clean or dirty 
And so we're going to have to address we're seeing those that. issues. We're seeing that even with our current gear, though. Yep. After certain fires, it's like, oh, man, that's right. nasty. And then it gets washed right. and cleaned, and you start thinking, well, is our ISP doing what they're supposed to? Well, they are, but that's just nature of the beast nowadays. With the right. And, and so what I, what I will put out there for the differences in our in our DWR, our, our water repellency finish mm-hmm. in our outer shells, is what we're going to start seeing is that hydrocarbons, uh, polar solvents, fuels, are going to go through that outer shell rather quickly um, because of the formulation of the sure. chemical, the chemistry of it. Uh, so are we we're going to have biting to really, off our nose despite our face with this stuff? Well, I mean, so because if your gear's absorbing hydrocarbons now, yeah, because this you're trashing more gear potentially. Well, we're gonna we're gonna be washing. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, and. and in this environment, so this is what I'll say is like, hey, if you get a car fire and you've got a fuel spill, get your gear changed out. Yeah. It's simple. Nobody, nobody, it's it's painless. Guys come to you. Uh, you saw the numbers. It's white glove service. Right, it is. And and we do things a, a little bit better than most departments. And yeah. so with that being said, take advantage of it and, and get your gear clean. Okay. Simple as that. I like that. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We do have another guest coming up, by the way. Tom Swinison going to come in here and talk to us about uh oh, the ruck walking and carrying heavy crap yeah <laughs> and look he's here already the tom swinison that was a fast transition it was it was yeah. quick impressive quick there was impressive. not a long time between them no. The you want to you want to give him a proper intro? Oh We're yeah, just like I, I Tom's here. Hey, hey, Tom. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. like everyone hey, in the Tom. department knows I, Tom. I've Tom swinison yes talking about some First responders, ruck mm-hmm. to remember. Uh-huh. Key keyword in that is the first responders. Yes. Don't just Google right. ruck to remember. Ruck, rucks. Rucks. To remember. Or ruck to remembers. No. no. You would have to say rucks to remember. Rucks right. to remember. Right. Multiple rucks. Multiple rucks. All remember. Ruck Exist. Ruck eye. All across the United States for all kinds of uh, but good only causes. One but only one matters. local. San Antonio Fire Department organized first responders. Well, yeah. Yes. Well, San Antonio not, firefighters. Firefighters. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not yeah. an official product of yeah. this office, but no. it's uh, officially really, done it's by people that belong supported, to this department. Supported indoors. Yes, like it's our ruck. It's getting late in the day for you. Yeah. You know? It's time, for, time for your tapioca and your nap. Yeah. We came back from lunch, so it's time to start thinking about going home. So, <laughs> yes. So. All right, so this is uh, this will be year two. Two. It would have been three without COVID. Yes, sir. I feel like right. I say that a lot. Yes, I'm yeah. tired of that. We'll just scratch that. Yeah. Just 2020 didn't happen. don't redo it. Just yeah. It's like a 13th floor in a building. You just don't have it. So. Right. Number two. Yes. Number mm-hmm. one had about a hundred people. About a hundred. Yeah. 100 Successful for sure. For your first your first run at a walk at a. A ruck. ruck. Yeah. Your first not, run not at a, a run. ruck. Not a run. Walk you don't ruck. run the ruck. I mean, you could. Yeah. You could. We did have. I'd be insane. Yeah, I'm not going. Fifty to. miles or twenty. So you got to yeah. So describe. You could do the shorter one or the longer one. Yes, the shorter one, the twenty mile, mm-hmm. or the longer one, the fifty mile. And the twenty mile is named the the never forget, never forget distance, and fifty is the ultimate sacrifice. Ultimate sacrifice, and the difference. In the first one and this one, last time you checked in and took pictures at it to show your team was at a fire station. Right. This year, you're doing it a little different, right? We're, we're changing it up. Uh, the first one was the, you know, dry run, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, we want to emphasize more on the line of duty deaths. Okay. And so... So, uh, let's preface that, though. We're okay. also going to include SAPD. Like, we are. You know, sometimes you have to take your little brother places. And right, so, yeah. right. 
the uh, hence the ruck to remember. So that was a ruck falling on the that ground. That was a crash I of believe, a ruck. Yeah, I do you believe. hear how heavy that hit? I did. Yeah. I feel like it cracked the foundation of this building. Yes, I'm carrying that. Yes. So that could be your back. Just think of that. <laughs> I'm out. Think, think of the fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we did open up to PD. Uh, what we decided was we wanted everybody that wanted to be a firefighter to have a chance to yeah. participate. Oh. Magic, so. now, now you're going to get zero <laughs> no, no, no. They're PD we'll, we'll throw them participation. In there. You tell them they get an extra point on the entrance exam, they'll sign up. There oh. you go. There you go. No? Yeah. Too soon? They can <laughs> probably hear us. They're like- Through the wall? Yeah. Oh, well. Our neighbors across the paper walls we have here. So- the date for the this date. year? It's going to be February 25th Okay, is when the 50 mile will start. The 26th is when the 20 mile will start and they will both finish. At the same time, roughly? Roughly around okay. the same time. And how do we sign up? You go to first responders. Well, actually, you could check your email. Whoa. Flyer went out with the email. We've Whoa. got a fancy QR code. I've got a great guy, Sam Hernandez, on it who knows how to do all that so stuff. a QR code and a FIR20 email? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, well, you need people to sign up before February. So yes. let's, right. before, before <laughs> April. And then is so, good. so first responders, com. Yes, sir. Prices are going up. They are. Okay. Uh, they yeah, explain that. Once. Explain yeah. that. So this is for charity. This is, this is, it's going, not, it's not so you can buy your new ranch. No. no, no. So you punish those duck hunting lease. Maybe, maybe, maybe. no, you punish those that come in later. Yeah. Yeah. They with a higher them, fee. Same they way punish it works. Themselves. You, know? you show up, they at, you show up at shift change. You're getting punished, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. get there early, you know? Right. This they is what we early. call an incentive. Yes. yes. Save money. Yes. I'm doing it for you. Uh-huh. You need to start training help now. Me, anyways. You. Right. Yeah. You really should. Right. Yeah. But for those of us that don't want to train early, is this where we announced that there is going to be a new distance that we discussed, like around the block carrying cookies? There is the Arrington. Yes. Um, no, your ruck has to be what? Non-consumable. Non-consumable. No, fully consumable. It's just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that you have to Oh, carry. that's on the Arrington yeah. distance. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. But in the north for real people. Okay, so for the real people- Tell us about the weight. It's going to be 20 pounds of non-consumable weight in your ruck. We do weigh it before you start. At least 20 pounds. At least 20 pounds. You're going to be an overachiever. If you want to be an overachiever, we did have one fail last year. I won't say who, Sam, but it, they Sam. started with uh, 45 pounds. Whoa. A shifter? Probably an A shifter. I don't know what shift yeah. this individual is on. Probably. <laughs> Not yeah. smart though. Stick as close to 20 as you can if you want yeah. to be successful. If yeah. you allowed consumable products, is it a reality that people would fill it up with 20 pounds of food and then eat it? <laughs> I would throw up. I mean, you have to make that rule for a reason, right? Well, I tell you, when I did mine and we were getting into 35 plus miles, someone showed up with double Whataburger with cheese, not the plus Whataburger there, but uh, it was damn good after 35 miles. So you you start thinking about eating the sand in your backpack? Yes. 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 Okay. So it would be a possibility. I just, there's, that's, that's kind of humorous. I think though, Woody's going to sign up for the Arrington distance. Yeah. 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 Is he? You just, you just load that thing up with food and buy the. How did you, where did you find 20 pounds of Kit Kats? Yeah. You got a full brisket back there. Yeah. Carry a smoker. There you go. Yeah. Oh man. Awesome. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So once again, the website is. First responders, com. Get signed up. It's a good stuff. Right. Uh, learn the history of some of our phones. You're on the right side if they're not talking about Virginia or Washington, D.C. or one of these other rucks. So it's first responders. This year's going to be awesome. Ruck to to remember.com. Check it out. Yeah. Thank you. Thank y'all. This has been the latest production of San Antonio Fire Department Heat. For comments or show suggestions, you can email us at firepio at sanantonio.gov. Thanks for listening.